Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode of Markets Daily is sponsored by CME Group and Harpy. Hello, this is Markets Daily from Coindesk. I'm Noel Acheson here with your feature story. Today, I want to share a piece I wrote for Coindesk earlier this week that discusses a new line of attack on Bitcoin mining. Its title is, Why are people spreading falsehoods about Bitcoin's water use? Here we go. By now, you may have heard some of the fuss around a commentary published in a scientific journal that allegedly details how Bitcoin is destroying the environment by consuming too much water. The commentary has been picked up and spread around by mainstream media, despite its multiple factual and mathematical inaccuracies. This may trigger some eye-rolling, and here we go again. For years, we have had to work hard to debunk the false claims about Bitcoin's energy consumption, which ranged from unhinged declarations that Bitcoin mining would use up all the energy in the world, to more understandable, albeit lazy, confusion about what a Bitcoin transaction even is. We more or less won that. Few regulators these days insist Bitcoin mining should be banned because of its environmental impact, instead pivoting to cite its illicit use as the main reason for outright rejection. Financial crime doesn't get readers so riled up, though. And anyway, most claims along these lines have been roundly refuted. It's almost as if mainstream media has been searching for another platform from which to justify its judgmental condescension. To this eager audience, data scientist Alex DeVries delivered a commentary titled Bitcoin's Growing Water Footprint. It's a clever idea if your aim is to reverse the growing global acceptance that Bitcoin mining can be a positive environmental force. Climate fear-mongering has been a tool of the trade for some time in the clicks industry, and it is timely given the ongoing COP28 summit. Combine some existential doom with a scary new financial system that no one can control, and the mainstream press will of course lap it up. What's more, the new focus is particularly topical. Water issues are now a regular feature in my daily reads. Last weekend, for instance, economist Mariana Matsukato and others published a piece in Project Syndicate called Water and the High Price of Bad Economics. 
The previous Friday, the UN published its global drought snapshot with unsurprisingly chilling statistics. The day before that, Bloomberg reported on the drought in the Amazon. The previous week, The Economist covered the drought in Panama. I could go on, but you get the picture. It's perhaps even more ingenious in that the implied scarcity is in a different category. The too much energy debate was pretty easy to debate philosophically. After all, we can make more energy either by extracting it from the ground or better harnessing the sun's rays to choose two examples. Energy is not a zero-sum game. Water, for now, is. If indeed Bitcoin is consuming too much water, that's less water for thirsty citizens or essential agriculture. Running out of water feels more fatal than running out of energy. And we've all seen how the fireball topic of climate destruction can be effectively used to alienate precisely those that could most benefit from Bitcoin, the younger Western demographic, who are not as invested in trusting the current system as older generations, and who really should be thinking about how to save amid the currency debasement that's coming. Now, I'm not suggesting that DeVries is part of a coordinated effort to discredit the crypto ecosystem at a time when official recognition of its environmental potential was starting to consolidate and legacy finance was getting ready to embrace the opportunity to service a greater range of Bitcoin products. No, I wouldn't do that. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. But you must admit, the timing is convenient. And it is remarkable how quickly mainstream media picked up a comment in an obscure scientific journal that I am sure is not part of journalists' regular morning reads. Oh, and did I mention that Alex de Vries works for the Dutch Central Bank? Now, onto the main things that de Vries gets wrong. This part is important because it's going to be up to all of us to patiently explain to anyone who brings this up why the data and the conclusions are factually incorrect. CME Group Cryptocurrency Futures and Options provide market-leading liquidity for Bitcoin and Ether trading. Participate in the Crypto Classic Trading Challenge from December 10th through December 15th for the chance to win cash prizes. Compete against your peers while test driving your crypto strategies in a risk-free simulated environment. Visit cmegroup.com slash cryptoclassic to find out more. This communication is not directed to investors of any specific jurisdiction or to recipients based in jurisdictions in which distribution is not permitted. It cannot be considered investment advice or results of market experience. Past results are not indicative of future performance. Trading derivatives products involves the risk of loss. Please consider it carefully. Full disclaimer included in show notes. This episode is sponsored by Harpy, the most advanced on-chain security solution for monitoring and protecting your crypto wallet from theft in real time. Harpy helps you detect, block, and recover compromised assets from malicious transactions before they execute, keeping your crypto safe from the threat of attacks, hacks, and scams. Secure your wallet for free at harpy.io forward slash markets daily. That's H-A-R-P-I-E dot I-O forward slash Markets Daily. First, DeVries attempts to calculate the water consumption per transaction. This shows either a misunderstanding of how Bitcoin works or a willful misdirect. And since DeVries has been researching Bitcoin energy use for at least five years that I'm aware of, I'm guessing it's the latter. Bitcoin miners in aggregate pay for electricity to process blocks of transactions, and the number of blocks is predictable, one every 10 minutes or so. 
The calculable metric is consumption per block. Each block can contain one or thousands of transactions depending on demand and size. Currently, there are around three to four transactions per block, but earlier this year the number was more like 1,000. And each transaction can contain one or millions of payments, which de Vries neglects to explain. Second, de Vries sums together indirect water use via electricity consumption and direct water use via recooling methods, asking us to believe that adding them together produces a useful figure. Water used on-site can be saved for other uses should the Bitcoin miners switch off. Water used by power generators, not necessarily. These are two very different types of water use, which cannot be lumped into one convenient yet irrelevant measure. Furthermore, the direct use is not necessarily a water cost, as much of the water in cooling methods is reused. And the indirect consumption by the electricity source is also not technically a cost, since much of the water used by thermal power plants is returned to its source after cooling. The water used by hydroelectric generation would not be significantly impacted should Bitcoin miners switch off. Third, the math is based on very tenuous assumptions. The method de Vries uses is to estimate Bitcoin mining's energy consumption based on data from the Cambridge Bitcoin Electricity Consumption Index, apply an approximate geographical distribution, factor in the average energy mix by region, and then extrapolate the water used by each type of energy. Apart from the margin of error in each of those factors, this method assumes that all miners are representative of the grid mix in their jurisdictions. This is not so. Miners tend to concentrate around lower-cost sources since energy is their main continuing expense, which skews the relevant mix. What's more, miners increasingly co-locate with energy producers to reduce waste and take advantage of stranded power. And the representative geographical mix was based on out-of-date information. Kazakhstan, for example, is given as one of the top three global mining jurisdictions. That may have been the case in 2021, but today there are very few Bitcoin miners in Kazakhstan, as the industry was hit by repeated internet outages, energy shortages, and regulatory barriers. And yet, we are told, in a scientific journal, that each Bitcoin transaction consumes enough water to fill a small swimming pool. This is supposed to shock us because obviously a swimming pool is more useful, and the implication is that more Bitcoin transactions means that fewer people would be able to enjoy aquatic recreation. Now, on to who I think the real culprits are here. Just when I think my disappointment with mainstream media has reached its peak, I find that there are always new heights to scale. The media handling of DeVries' comment has been egregious. Almost all the publications that picked up this article repeated the claims verbatim without questioning the source of the data or the author's track record. De Vries has a history of making predictions which end up being off by eye-watering orders of magnitude. Some media sources blatantly misstated fact. The BBC, for instance, conflated payment with transaction in their headline. Futurism led with, the average Bitcoin transaction wastes a full swimming pool of water, scientists say. Note the use of the words waste and scientists. The Independent chose the unhelpfully vague 
Bitcoin consumes as much water as all the baths in Britain, study claims. Pretty much all reporting confused study with comment. The former tends to be peer-reviewed, the latter hardly ever. DeVries' article was a comment, not a study. Like I said above, it's up to all of us now to fight back on this. It shouldn't be hard in that facts are on our side. It will require a lot of effort, though. As we have unfortunately seen over the past few years, the disinformation machine is increasingly powerful in crypto and many other areas. It's a worthy struggle, though, not just for Bitcoin, but also for science and a pushback against what increasingly looks like a post-truth media environment. Thanks for listening. That's it for today's show. For more crypto podcasts, check out the Coindesk Podcast Network. You can reach us at podcasts at coindesk.com, follow us, and if you like the show, please leave us a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening to us on. Markets Daily is produced and edited by Eleanor Paul, with executive production by Jared Schwartz. I'm Noel Atchison for Coindesk. We're back tomorrow with more market news and insights.